Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 148, the fourth Sunday of Lent, Year C. As we continue on our Lenten journey on this fourth Sunday of Lent, we see in the readings today the theme of love. It's hard to imagine, as humans, the love that God has for us. We're told in John's Gospel that God loved the world so very much that he sent his only Son to save us. In today's Gospel, our Lord uses a parable to try and explain to us just how much love God has for us, and it's hard to comprehend. He uses the wonderful parable of the prodigal son to show us that God loves us like a doting father. If only we could accept this reality of God's complete and overflowing love for us, a love that searches for us and runs to welcome us back if we even turn back a little. For this, and for so many gifts that God gives us, we should be filled with thanks every moment of our lives. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Rejoice, Jerusalem, and all who love her. Be joyful, all who were in mourning. Exult and be satisfied at her consoling breast. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, as we come together on this fourth Sunday of Lent, Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and the saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten towards the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Joshua. Chapter 5, verses 9 and 10 to 12. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. 
While the children of Israel were camped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the fourteenth day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day they ate the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. The Word of the Lord Taste and see that the Lord is good. I will bless the Lord at all times, His praise always on my lips. In the Lord my soul shall make its boast, The humble shall hear and be glad. Glorify the Lord with me, Together let us praise His name. I sought the Lord, and He answered me, From all my terrors He set me free. Look towards him and be radiant, let your faces not be abashed. When the poor cry out, the Lord hears them and rescues them from all their distress. Taste and see that the Lord is good. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 5, verses 17 to 21. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made Christ to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Christ we might become the righteousness of God. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I will get up and go to my Father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Chapter 15, verses 1 to 3 and 11 to 32. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them a parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later the younger son gathered all he had and travelled to a distant country, 
and there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. The young man would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then the elder son became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord As usual, the Pharisees and scribes are on the lookout. They condemn the welcome that our Lord extends to those considered as public sinners, people who for that reason are on the edges of society and despised by them. This prompts our Lord to tell them a story about what God is really like. The parable of the prodigal son would have to be one of the best stories of all time. The fact that our Lord, who is God made flesh, tells this story to show us how the Heavenly Father thinks and relates to us, even when we've done wrong, is truly amazing. Of all the images Jesus could have used, the one he persistently uses in the Gospels is that of an unconditionally loving parent, a doting father no less. There are so many different images of what God is like. Some are a bit scary, 
some are very distant and stern, and then there's this truly wonderful image of God, the true image of what God is really like, a loving Father, an unreasonably generous, loving, caring and hoping parent. It's just too wonderful. Thanks be to God for his goodness and love. The prodigal son, who has really messed up in his life, knows his father well. So he's sure that he can go home and ask for forgiveness. The son knows his father's love from experience. Yet his father's response will still completely overwhelm him. It's more profound and complete than he ever could have imagined. The father's reaction does not make sense if one simply applies pure logic or mechanical rules and regulations and protocols. It does, however, make sense when one sees through the eyes of a loving parent. The son had mentally prepared this formula of repentance, but the father runs to him in a manner quite undignified and unexpected for a man of his age and position in that time and culture. He runs to meet his son, taking the initiative to embrace him before he's even arrived home. The son recites the phrase that he had prepared for a long time, but the father doesn't even let him finish this mechanical formula. In the presence of the father's love, this prepared script becomes utterly redundant. Forgiveness comes from a welcoming person, not a repenting sinner. Forgiving is giving new life. Failing to see this wonderful gratuitousness of love is failing to understand the gospel. By converting the gospel into a mere set of obligations, external rules or a guarantee of authorities without moral worth, we would make a caricature out of the whole gospel. The reason Jesus told this story is trying to appeal to the better judgment of the Pharisees and scribes. The Pharisees and scribes were at the time of Jesus known to be experts in the right application of the law of Moses and of God's law. They made themselves out to be the perfect examples of how people should faithfully obey God in order to be considered at rights with God. But it's quite clear that the prodigal son story that Jesus is trying to show them Far from being a perfect model of what a good child of God is like, these Pharisees and scribes were acting more like the older, seemingly loyal son, who, although he'd done nothing visibly wrong, was thinking and acting more like a bitter slave in his father's house than a beloved son working in his father's house. And this older son resented the forgiveness and reform of anyone who fell short just like a lost son realising the folly of their ways, would be welcomed back by any loving father. Jesus was trying to get all people to stop acting like dutiful, loveless, hard-hearted slaves for God, and rather take their rightful place as beloved, unconditionally loved children of God. They should be rejoicing when the lost are found and brought back not whinging and complaining and recommending distance or rejection. 
our Lord is clearly saying that the self-righteous good guys who have not done anything wrong according to the letter of the law may just be as bad a sinner or worse than those who had actually broken God's law and repented because they're failing to grasp the very essence of the gospel, love. And because they haven't grasped that essence of the gospel, which is love, they're not living as God's beloved sons and daughters. They're rather acting like ill-willed, mean-spirited slaves who keep God's law begrudgingly and for the calculated expectation of some kind of reward in the near future with neither true love of their Heavenly Father nor true love of their fellow brother and sister. Jesus was trying to say to everyone, please wake up and see yourselves. If you do everything out of duty and self-righteousness or judgmentalism, you're not loving, you're not gracious, you're not inclusive, you're not forgiving, and so you're totally on the wrong track. You've utterly missed the point of the Gospel. You've misunderstood the very nature of God. Ironically, they're acting as badly as the ones they condemn. Probably worse. This parable is also wonderful for anyone who's ever sinned, anyone who's ever turned away from God by their actions or their attitudes, because our Lord is imploring us to see ourselves, first and foremost, as loved children of a loving God. A God who keeps searching for us like a doting father and who will very happily welcome us back when we turn our faces back to home. Not because we deserve it, but simply because God loves us and wants the very best for us and knows that being part of God's family is the original plan and that is what is best for us. Jesus calls upon us to take on this attitude to others as well. And we see too that others are our fellow brothers and sisters. They're all part of one big family, loved and cherished and welcomed by God. And that means we should love and cherish and welcome them as well. What a wonderful world it would be if this parable took full hold of our minds and hearts and in the minds and hearts of everyone, whether they're the prodigal son or the mean-spirited older brother who doesn't realise the gracious love that he's really being called to. St. Paul sums up our true role in the world. We are ambassadors for Christ. As if God was appealing through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God, turn back to God and live. May God help us to be aware that we are very much loved children of God and ministers, instruments of God's love and forgiveness in our lives and in our community, particularly those most in need. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty.
From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. God has revealed his love for us through the story of love in the gospel we've just heard. With confidence in this love, let us pray. That the church may continue to be an instrument of reconciliation in the world. Lord, hear us. That family members who are estranged from one another may seek the way of peace together. Lord, hear us. That governments and leaders of trade unions may work together for the well-being of all people. Lord, hear us. That our faith community may welcome back those who have not always been united with us in the Eucharist. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health and those who care for them. Lord, hear us. That those who have died in the hope of the resurrection may come to the fullness of life in Christ, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Loving God, you seek all who have strayed from your truth. We ask you to hear our prayers for our brothers and sisters and unite us in a communion of love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. We place before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For by your gracious gift each year, your faithful await the sacred paschal feasts with the joy of minds made pure, so that more eagerly intent on prayer and on the works of charity and participating in the mysteries by which they have been reborn, they may be led to the fullness of grace that you bestow on your sons and daughters. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as together without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Jerusalem is built as a city bonded as one together. It is there that the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord. Let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, Illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendour of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty, and love you in all sincerity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord, and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death, and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you.